It's good to see y'all here tonight, and I want to welcome those of you watching online. And I'm just so thankful for the message of this song, that Jesus is faithful and He's always there. And that's what this reminds us about. So we can be encouraged tonight. Every time I tried to make it on my own Every time I tried to stand and start to fall All those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus When this life I built came crashing to the ground When the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now Here it is There was Jesus In the waiting in the searching, in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it There was Jesus This man who needs amazing kind of grace For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay I'm not perfect so I thank God every day There was Jesus There was Jesus In the waiting in the searching, in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it There was Jesus there was Jesus. Thank the Lord. There was Jesus. Well, that's good news, isn't it? I'm so thankful that the Lord is faithful. And uh, he promises that he will be with us. And he will be with us all the way to the end. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, we, we may fail him at times, and, and we may not be faithful to him as we ought to be, but thank the Lord he's always faithful to us. And so we can be encouraged tonight that uh, no matter what, the Lord is with us and he's faithful. So maybe, maybe tonight you're here and uh, maybe you don't seem as close to God as, as you would like to be, and that probably, would, hopefully, would be all of us. We, we never should be complacent, and we should always want to be closer to the Lord. But maybe there's some discouragement and, and frustration and maybe some sorrow or regret or defeat. Um, maybe some of you watching online, maybe you've experienced some of that as well. And, and uh, I just want you to know that, that the Lord is there. He's faithful. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. 
and um, that's that's why we're here tonight I mean if we uh, if we got what we deserve uh, we wouldn't deserve the Lord but thank the God thank the Lord that that he's there and he's faithful when we believe and trust in him and he's there to stay uh, he's the God who stays he doesn't leave us he doesn't forsake us and so I want to remind you about that and encourage you about that tonight and um, I wonder does anyone have uh, any uh, praise reports tonight maybe you want to brag on the Lord give God praise and it just helps us be reminded of, of how great God is and how good God is and uh, that's a good reminder as we focus on prayer anybody tonight Good news. Yeah, praise the Lord. We've been praying for Barry. He's come a long way, and God has, has answered prayers, and, and that's good news. I just give the Lord praise for that. Anybody else tonight? Yeah. Yes. just that at that moment you happen to see that that picture and it's a peaceful picture as well yeah God gives us those golden nuggets from time to time and it's almost like the Lord wrapping his arms around you saying you know, uh, you know look at this um, the one that did that and made that I'm 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 here I'm with you anybody else Miss Helen Praise the Lord, yeah. <laughs> well, I looked out this afternoon. I thought I saw somebody like you running, and, and I guess it was you. You're just doing so good and out running now. And uh, <laughs> But I'm grateful for that and, and thankful. As I've, I've uh, followed Franklin Graham, and and he's been sharing some just devastating news and, and just, yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't talked with Rick today about that, but I, uh, we certainly need to pray. Those in Uganda, you say? Yeah, we certainly need to pray, you know, for those. And for also, you know, next, what was it, this month? I think they're going to be going to Af Africa and Uganda as well. So we, we pray for uh, Rick and Tracy, great to have them. So good to see them on Sunday. And um, I'm grateful that we can call on the Lord and we can pray. And any others tonight? Any, any other praise uh, from your hearts tonight? I just want to brag on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Donna called me. I was going to share that and um, said that they were not going to make it to church tonight. And uh, said they were in an accident right over here at the, the quarry, and um, and so you you came up on it then I guess Penny and uh, 
but she had said they were okay the car wasn't drivable and I think they had a son or daughter that was coming to uh, you know to check on them but but we, we do want to praise the Lord for God's mercy and for God's uh, protection on them and uh, pray for the other one involved as well. And, and uh, we miss them tonight, but glad that they're okay. And, uh, any others tonight? Well, let's begin with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, that we can gather like this. And we just thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the promise that we have, Lord, that you've You've told us that you would never leave us and you'll never forsake us. And, and we thank you, Lord, that you're with us all the way. You are our faithful shepherd. You guide us and feed us and watch over us and guard us and, and, uh, and, and help us, Lord, along the way. And we thank you that you are faithful. And, and uh, even, Lord, when uh, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, we, we shall fear no evil because you are indeed faithful and with us. And, God, you give us victory. We thank you for that victory in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, as we're just reminded tonight about your faithfulness and reminded, Lord, by these praise reports that you answer prayer, Lord, we just give you praise. And it's just a great encouragement for us tonight. And I pray someone will be encouraged, Lord. We just, even those online, Lord, you'll encourage them, Lord, by your faithfulness and, and your goodness. And so help us tonight, Lord. We pray for our kids as they get ready for Mission Week coming up uh, on Monday. and. Uh, we pray for our students across the street. We just pray for a great night, Lord, here in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you'll turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 7, and I want to share with you a... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be looking at other passages of Scripture as well, but I want to share with you a, a passage of Scripture that I believe is the most uh, misunderstood, uh, most taken out of context passage of Scripture, and that's Matthew chapter 7. And verse 1, and of course, here in Matthew 7, this is a Sermon on the Mount, and uh, Jesus is teaching his, uh, his disciples, and, uh, and so we come to, uh, to Matthew chapter 7, and verse 1, and, uh, and Jesus says, Judge not, lest you be judged, um, or, or judge not that you be not judged. And uh, so, you know, when, when somebody reads this on the surface, you know, we just say, hey, Jesus says we're not to judge. And we hear that all the time. Oh, well, I'm not to judge, or, you know, we're not to judge. Uh, when someone says that a Christian should never judge, though, that's incorrect. And, and I want us to focus on that tonight. Um, but didn't Jesus, uh, but didn't he say, I mean, we, you might say, well, Pastor Mark, he, he said, judge not that you be not judged. Yes, but he also went on to say, if you look down at verse 15, um, Jesus said, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ra uh, ravening wolves. So unless we make some kind of a judgment, I think we'd all agree, how will we determine who a false prophet is? Don't we have to make some sort of a judgment? Uh, there is a place for judgment. The Bible even says in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17, for the time is come that judgment must begin where? at the house of God. And if it begin with, at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Judgment begins at the house of God. Also in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, uh, Paul tells us, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? There it is, judge. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? I mean, there's the word judge that's, that's repeated 
uh, in this passage. And so there are many verses that actually teach us as Christians to judge, to make evaluations and exercise even discernment. So yes, we are to make evaluations in judgment. It's very important. Otherwise, why would Jesus have said that we'd be known by what? What, what is it that, that we'll be known by? By what? Our, our fruit, yeah. Yeah, our fruits. And so uh, those are obviously uh, characteristics that every believer ought to have. We ought to have love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And, and somebody said it like this, we're to be fruit inspectors. And so if I claim to be a Christian, I shouldn't be offended if somebody calls me on something because I should want to be my best. I should want to be the best that I could be for the Lord. I shouldn't be quick to say, uh-uh, the Bible says don't judge. Don't you judge me. I'm always weary about uh, a Christian that is quick to claim Matthew 7-1, especially when it's taken out of context. Um, you know, I, I need to be the best that I can be for the Lord. And if someone calls me out and, and says, you know, that's, that's not right. Uh, they may not tell me what I want to hear, but they're telling me what I need to hear. And of course we know, um, you know, the Bible tells us if someone uh, falls, you who are spiritual, not, not the flesh, but you who are spiritual, what's the, what's the key word? Restore. The goal is in restoration. And so, you know, we judge each other. You know, we use discernment. And, and so we, we do that to restore. We do it in love. So yes, we're, make, we're to make evaluations in judgment. It's very important. But having said that, what did Jesus actually mean when he said, back in verse 1 of Matthew 7, Judge not that ye be not judged. Well, in the original language, the word for judged used in Matthew 7, 1 is literally condemn. Uh, condemn not or criticize not. You know somebody that's always critical? Always critical of, of someone and always condemning someone. Uh, I don't like them. I don't think that they... You know, whatever, and so they just—they're critical and they—they they condemn, um, and so this—you know—we do no harm here in Matthew seven one by simply saying, "Condemn not, that you be not condemned." And there's a big difference between the two, judging and condemning. In fact, how you condemn and criticize others is the measure of how you'll be judged or condemned or criticized. Jesus says, "So as followers of Christ, we're to make judgments." make evaluations and use our discernment and we should welcome that I mean we don't like those conversations but I would like to think that I have some real friends in my life you know that's not going to just tell me what I want to hear all the time and um, and justify what I do because I'm their friend that's not that's not really a true friend a real friend and and and, and they don't come around often I'm talking about a genuine true friend is going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear and so that's part of, of um, you know, there is church discipline. Uh, there is, you know, within the church, uh, you know, Jesus even tells us how to handle things like that. You know, if, you, if you're at alt with your brother, you, you know, you go to him and, and, and go to the altar and, and, and you, you restore, you get things right before you even worship. You know, that's how valuable it is. We, uh, we go to each other even before we worship uh, to get things right, you know. Um, and, and then Jesus said, if, if, you know, if someone is at fault and, and uh, you know, one or two witnesses go and 
and confront, not based on hearsay or what he said, she said, but, but it's, it's truth. And, and so you're just, you know, you're just going to someone, uh, straight to someone, not going to somebody else about them and talking about them like we often do and gossip and that kind of stuff. No, but you're going straight to them. And you're saying, okay, here's, here's, what I, here's, here's what I have witnessed, or here's what, you know, here's what someone has, has witnessed. And so you're going to, it may just be a misunderstanding, you know. And so it can be clarified. And so good, it's, it's clarified. It was a misunderstanding. Okay, we're good, we understand, you know. Uh, but if it is, if it is a fact, and, and then they won't repent, Jesus says, then you bring them before, you know, the fact. So there's, there's obviously, there's, there's discipline that needs to take place and the way that that happens is if you use discernment and you use judgment on others. And, and, and the goal is to love and, and to build up and to help somebody to get where they need to be. You know, um, and, and so I pray that you have Christian brothers and sisters like that, friends like that. Um, so we don't need to misunderstand what Jesus is saying in Matthew 7, 1. You know, as followers of Christ, we're to make judgments, make evaluations, use our discernment. However, we're not to condemn others. We judge for identification, not condemnation. Who are we to condemn anybody? The righteous judge will do that. You know, he'll handle that. We need to refrain from hypocritical, uh, condemning judgment. Uh, the late uh, J. Vernon McGee once said, the only exercise some Christians get is jumping to conclusions and running down others. And, and boy, you, you, know, you see that, sadly. And, and while we should make evaluations in judgment, we should not condemn other people. Uh, that's the Lord Jesus will take care of that. And that's what Matthew 7, 1 is saying. You know, condemn not lest you be condemned. I want to share a story with you I come across. And I think it, it really it goes right along with what we're talking about here tonight. Some years ago, a woman was waiting for an airplane. And she went to an airport uh, shop and she bought a bag of full cookies and sat down in the terminal. By the way, I'm fixing to fly to California. Why do they call it a terminal? I mean, it's like you get a terminal illness or something. You know, it's like, what's, what's the deal? I don't, I don't like that. Uh, but anyway, this lady, she sits down and she has a, a full bag or a bag full of cookies. And so soon a man came out and, and, and sat down beside her. And the cookies were in between the two of them, unopened. The man reached over and opened the cookies, and he took one out and began uh, to eat. And she thought, what unmitigated gall and nerve that he would have to do that. I mean, what we would think about, you know, don't you touch my, uh, my Oreos. You know, don't, don't touch my uh, uh, Chips Ahoy or, or, or whatever. Um, and in response, she reached in and got one and ate it herself and gave him a dirty look. Can't you just see this going on between, you know, and then he's taking one, and they're just kind of back and forth. They traded back and forth until there was one cookie left in the bottom. And with a smile, he broke it in half. He took one, and, and he left the other half for her. She thought as she got on the airplane, I've never seen a person as arrogant as that man was. But when she opened her purse, there was her bag of cookies unopened. <laughs> and sometimes... We judge other people because of just sheer ignorance, you know. Uh, what, what appears is not always as it seems, right? Uh, in Romans 14, 4, says, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? 
to his own master he stands, he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. So this matter of servant and master, who are we to judge another man's servant? He stands or falls before his master. His master is who he answers to. And, and, and another reason we, I think, unmercifully judge other people and, and fail to tolerate them is that we're insensitive. And, and that, that really does characterize a lot of people today, doesn't it? We're just concerned about me. And, and we're just so insensitive of what others, we don't think of others. You know, a lot of times it's just me, myself, and I. We look out for number one, and we just don't think of others. Um, but we, we're, we're just insensitive. We don't love as we ought, but Jesus did not come to condemn. And we're reminded of, we know John 3.16, but, but also John 3.17. For God did not send his Son into the world to what? Condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What a great, incredible love that Jesus demonstrated for us. I mean, he demonstrated the greatest love of all. He came and he ultimately died on the cross. He was sinless, innocent, and pure. You and I were guilty. It should have been you and, and I, but praise God, he, he died in our place. And he, he came not to condemn the world. Now, there's coming a time when he comes again and, uh, and he'll rule and he'll reign and... Uh, and, and he'll come as the, as the righteous judge. But we know when he came the first time not to condemn the world. And, and so what about us? You know, I mean, we walk around sometimes like, like we're God. You know, like we have the authority, you know, to criticize and to condemn others. Like, like I've got it all figured out, you know. As a matter of fact, if they were just, if they were half as smart as I was, they, they'd be all right, right? I mean, that's, a lot of times that's how we, we get on our high horse and, and, and we don't show love. We're not sensitive to others. Um, someone once told me one time about being sensitive to others. It, it's, it's really being meek, isn't it? I mean, meekness does not mean weakness. Um, you know, that's really one of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, gentleness, meekness. Uh, meekness is strength under control. Um, you, you think about uh, uh, someone that I always, when I think of meekness, I think about a big 365-pound offensive lineman. Man, so powerful and so strong, and and um, and you think about them holding a, just a tiny little infant baby, you know. I mean, that massive man has the power to crush and kill that baby, but no, he's being as gentle as he can. Now, get that picture in your mind about about how we are to treat others, treat others with with being sensitive towards them, and and meekness and gentle and kind and loving. Um, those are those are ways that that we ought to be treating others instead of condemning and criticizing them. Now, when it comes to judging other believers, sometimes the best friend I've got is somebody that will judge me and say, "Mark, you know, I went I went to that ball game the other night, and what you said to that referee out loud in front of everybody that was unchristlike." You know, uh, I'm not giving you a real life example right now, but I'm just <laughs> uh, we've all been there, I guess. I'm, I have said things. Um, that, that I, I regretted at ball games. It's like, you know, you're acting like an idiot, you know. You, you should hold your, you should, you know, act better than that. I'll, I'll never forget, um, we were at Crescent. Matthew was pitching. I'm just telling you, to me, it looked like he was throwing it right down the middle. The umpire was going, oh, 
<laughs> and I was like, where's it at, Blue? Where's it at? You know, and he throws another one. Oh, and, uh, and finally we got out of the inning, and, um, but it's like, my goodness, he, he's having to throw five or six strikes because umpire won't call it right, you know, and I'm just getting all upset. And, and, um, and I was really mad, you know, and, and, I, and between innings I said, I said, hey, Blue, your glass eye fell out, you know, when he was sweeping the plate. And, um, and he thought it was funny, and, and everybody thought it was funny, but, boy, I wasn't funny. I was being, I was being serious, you know. Um, and, and he was just sitting there doing this right here, and that even made me madder. But, but then I, I realized, I, got, I said, you know, this, this has turned out for my good here because God knows my heart. I was mad. I was angry. Um, but, uh, but, you know, a lot, a lot of times the best friend I've got is somebody that will just put their arm around you, not to... You know, not to, to brag on knowing something about you or to put you in your place or whatever, but to help you and to restore you and to help us get... We need each other. We really do. And this business of Matthew 7, 1 says we're not to judge. Man, we're robbing ourselves and others of the joy of helping each other get where they need to get. And, and you know, there are some that will say, you know what, God, God will judge me. Don't you worry about it. And He will. And like that gives us a pass. Isn't it better to have a brother or sister come along and help you and, and get something right and ask forgiveness so that I'm, I'm close to God like I ought to be instead of just going away from where I need to be and then standing before God and then, and then being held accountable? And So, I mean, yeah, we're to judge, um, but we're not to condemn. We're not to criticize. And, and we're also, you know, like the lady with the cookies. You know, she, there's ignorance there. She had assumed that he was taking from her cookies, and all the while she's taking from his, you know. Don't we act like that sometimes? We just think we're right, you know. And, um, and so uh, do you think about social media? Um, sometimes we get on there and, and um, you know, we're angry about something or angry about someone. We may not call their name out, but we, you know, everybody knows who we're talking about, you know, and we know that they know who we're talking about. It's called a subtweet or a sub post, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just firing it out there and, you know, typing it out. Keyboard cowboys. Don't you love keyboard cowboys? Oh, man, they're so bold behind the keyboard, you know. And, and so they're just typing it away. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah, let me, this is how I feel. And, and it's like, boom, hit send. And, boy, I feel so empowered. And, and, um, and all the while, it's just it's, it's hurtful and it's hateful and it's insensitive. And, but I'll tell you what will help with that. You begin to pray for that person that you're at odds with or that you can't stand or that makes you angry, you begin to pray for them and you can't help but love them. And, and then as, as you, you know, as you calm down, and, and here's the thing, I think Christians should hit delete more than they hit sin. But it's the other way around, ain't it? The Bible says in our anger, sin not. And the Bible says to be quick to listen and, and slow to speak and slow to wrath. But we get it reversed. We're quick to speak and we're quick to get mad. Uh, I think we should hit delete more than we hit sin, but a lot of times we don't do that. You know, they say a lot of times to, to write a letter and then throw it away. Why don't we do that? Because that could be in, in prayer, and it's like, here's how I feel, God, and okay, good, I, and then just throw it away or hit delete. Yeah. Right. 
you know, something, uh, something the Bible does tell us about kings and those in authority is that we're to pray for them. And I, I wonder sometimes if, my goodness, I rode by stop them in and it's 4.53 a gallon. And, and my blood boils, man, it does. You know, you go to the grocery store and, and um, it's, it's uh, man, my goodness. And then, and then I'll see, and I follow President Biden on Twitter, and um, and I'll see where he'll uh, he'll say we're doing every can, everything we can to get relief at the pump. Really, <laughs> you know, and so the best thing to do, I mean, because we as believers, we have a Christian worldview. Why is Biden in office? God permitted him to be there. You know, that's that's a fact. And so, you know, we we do need to pray. And and I understand where you're coming from. We get man um, and and uh, politics and, and and all that stuff but we have to you know when we let our blood boil about it we have to wonder if we truly have a Christian perspective or a Christian worldview uh, understanding that one day the Prince of Peace is going to come and set it all straight we got to remember that he's coming again and um, and and so it, sometimes I wonder if we don't act the way we act um, as if that's our everything you know um, and and so um, you know, our hope is, is definitely in the Lord. And, and, and I just feel like personally that, um, you know, that, that as believers, if, if we would pray about something before we would speak out or, or, or post something, uh, maybe it would go differently. And, and it might even save us from some damage control. You know how that is. Um, I post something and I know it's, you know, it's, it's, it's intended towards someone. And I, might, I even post it because I know they might see it kind of thing. And then it's, it's what's, what's done and what's said is it can't be undone. It can't be unsaid. And uh, and so I think we need to be we need to be sensitive, we need to be more sensitive and more gentle and and meek to others. Um, and uh, you know Jesus came the first time and he didn't come to condemn the world. So who are we, you know, to to think that we have that authority or that power? But here's what I want us to think about: When was the when was the time that you assumed the worst about another person? But found out you were wrong, and I've I have, I've, I've too many times I have, uh, just assumed maybe, you know something I just, I, I you know I might say boy I'm a good judgment of character you know I can see somebody and I can peg them and I can this or that or whatever, and it's like wow man I got that wrong you know, we we don't have all truth and we don't know Jesus when he walked this earth, even times when he would teach his disciples. Uh, he knew what they were thinking, or he knew what they were fearful of, and then he would he would teach them based on and the scriptures would say he 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 knew, and so he would say this or that or or whatever. But we don't have that 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 ability. When was the time that we assumed the worst about a person, but found out that we were wrong? Also, what are some ways that we can remind ourselves that God is the only right judge of people? You know, we need to we do need to remind ourselves about that, and. Maybe we, maybe God's laid somebody on our heart, and maybe there's someone that we need to reach out to that we've misjudged, and maybe we need to apologize. You know, that could be a stumbling block for that person. Imagine what God can do if, if we just, if God lays that on our hearts and we're willing to do what's right, and we try to restore, or we ask for forgiveness. Imagine. Uh, now, they may not forgive, and they might, they might say, get out of here, shut up. I don't ever want to see you again, or whatever. After what you did, you know, but still, God can still use that. And we're not responsible for how they respond. We're just responsible for what God leads us to do. You know, is, is this not appropriate or possible, you know, to contact someone, go to somebody? Maybe journal about it. 
you know. Um, but the best thing we can do is pray about it. And, uh, and so um, I, just, I just wanted to share tonight. You know, it used to be you ask what somebody's favorite passage of Scripture is. It used to be John 3.16, you know, maybe the 23rd Psalm, Romans 8.28. But a lot of people today, they'll tell you Matthew 7.1. Judge not that you be not judged. We have to understand the context. We have to, you know, we have to take it in con- in context, and um, and I think sometimes we we condemn and we judge others um, because we, you know, we we're just ignorant. We don't really know all the facts, and uh, and sometimes we we have to eat crow. You know, we we realize that boy, I was wrong about that. You know, and um, and so any thoughts or comments about that? I feel I feel you, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, if you were to read on in Matthew seven one as well, I. I think I'm glad that you reminded me about this because, you know, Jesus says that if we um, we see a speck in our brother's eye, um, you know, and yet we've got a, a piece of lumber, a beam sticking out of our own, um, you know, we see that speck, but the what Jesus is saying is, man, we got to start here first. You know, I've got, I mean, what's a little speck compared to I've got some things I got to work on. You know. I'm worried about that speck in their eye, but I've got worse than that. I've got things in my own life, and so I got to I got to deal with me, you know, and get that right. But once I deal with me, okay, and I get that lumber that that beam out of my eye, what else am I supposed to do? Do I forget the speck in my brother's eye? No, I, I go to the I go to them, um, and so there's there's judging involved to see that speck, but I better make sure that I start with me first and that's always that's a good point that's a good point any others it's good to see uh, Kathy Masters on here she went with us to uh, um, to um, Landrum Um, we had a great time there at the Hare and the Hound and of course Bobbery's watching and Faye Kelly glad y'all were watching mom and dad and, and there's some others that are watching that I've that I can't see, but I see that, and I'm glad y'all were watching tonight. If you have any prayer requests, those of you that are online, go ahead and share that, and I'll, I'll share it with the group, and, um, and we'll be praying uh, here in just a moment. Um, I dropped my pen, and let me, let me grab that right quick um, without knocking something over. Um, but um, I'm glad to hear the good report for Barry, and also um, for those that maybe came in late, Donna and David, were on their way to church, but they were in a, a car accident, and it wasn't their fault, And uh, but the car is not drivable, they're, they're not able to make it tonight, but let's remember them in prayer, and, uh, and then uh, Miss Helen, I'm glad you're doing better, and that's the answer to prayer, uh, anytime you have that, that hip surgery, and recovering, and doing as well as you are, I praise the Lord uh, for that, and um, any others tonight, any prayer requests, or any updates for us tonight?
Let's remember uh, Sue Bolding, uh, Mary Carty, and Frank Cole. Uh, Sheila Galbraith, let's remember her. Uh, Miss Helen, have you, have you heard from Sheila lately? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's remember uh, Sheila and um, also Ruth Traber. Let's continue to remember her, Miss Patsy Morris, and your mom, Vicki, doing okay? Have a good day. And then Mac and Carolyn McAllister, let's continue to remember them as, as we pray tonight. And then E.J. Washington and uh, Jane Pratt, she's been watching our services and, uh, and she called me on Sunday and, um, and wanted to make sure that she's tuned in right and everything, but she's, she was able to watch uh, the service Sunday and, and so uh, also Gene Watson as well uh, down in Anderson. Uh, E.J. is at the, uh, the VA or the veteran nursing home there in Anderson as well. So uh, also Todd Aiken, let's continue to pray for Todd. And uh, also uh, remember our, uh, our mission week will be starting on Monday. And I guess they got over 600. The ladies, the WMU met last night and they were gonna try to do 150 bags. And so uh, they were getting really close to that 600. And so they're at the point now, if they're a little bit short, uh, they won't take all 600 on Monday, so they can work as they go throughout the week. But um, but just praying for a great uh, mission week. Also, uh, early Monday morning, I'll be flying out to Anaheim and going to the convention. So I appreciate your prayers. Um, this uh, Pickens County boy is going to Orange County, California. <laughs> um, but um, there's obviously some concerns in our in our convention and. Uh, will be uh, also electing a president, which is important because the president appoints the committee on committees and the different for task forces and things like that. Uh, so that's that's important. And our, of course, our cooperative program dollars and, and uh, missions and International Mission Board, North American Mission Board. Um, I'm looking forward to the SIN celebration, the commissioning service on Monday where international missionaries will be commissioned to their fields. And it's always a, just a powerful service, but uh, just be in prayer for our convention that'll be next week and uh, and I'm you know I pray for um, for safety and uh, you, all these protests and things like that and just makes you concerned and I just pray for appreciate your prayers pray for safety and and then uh, coming up in a few weeks our youth will be going down to Mobile Alabama as well to Infuge so um, I've been down there I believe twice and they've got some great mission sites and um, the boys and girls home of the south is a site down there and uh, and they have some uh, some thrift stores and just some great uh, work that we can do you know, sharing uh, Jesus's love down there so uh, looking forward to that as well so uh, and then vacation Bible school um, that'll be coming up uh, July the 5th through the 8th and so uh, that'll be here before we know it as well and then you know when that happens uh, You've only got a couple of weeks in July left, and then 1st of August, the kids are back to school, so it's a quick summer. But um, but let's remember all these uh, that's coming up. The Lord will be glorified, and uh, that, uh, that, we'll, uh, that we'll do His work and draw closer to Him and see God work and see lives changed. Any others tonight? Don't see any other requests online. All right, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Jesus, Lord, for your great love and thank you for your mercy and, and for your grace. And, 
And Lord, I pray for David and Donna, Lord, that um, as they had this accident, I thank you for your mercy and for your hand of protection on them. And, and I pray there'll be no after effects as well. We pray for them. And, and uh, Lord, I just, I just thank you, Lord, for the good praise reports tonight that Barry uh, has, is doing well and, and, um, and, and the answered prayer there for Miss Helen as well. And pray for all our shut-ins that we mentioned tonight, God, that you would just touch them and help them and encourage them, Lord, as only you can. And pray for Mission Week, God. Pray for safety on our group as they're out on the road traveling to various locations. And I pray that you will use them. Lord, to encourage others as they share your love. And, and we pray for our students as well, Lord, as we get ready to go to Mfuge at Mobile, Alabama. We just pray for a powerful week, a wonderful week, Lord. Um, and all these things coming up. Vacation Bible School, Lord. Uh, any things uh, that, that needs to be done uh, leading up to it, the preparations. I pray for the teachers and volunteers and the crafts and the, rec the games and the, uh, the music and every aspect of VBS. Lord, I pray you will use it. And I pray that little boys and girls will hear about Jesus, God, and that seeds will be planted and that some might come to know you as Lord and Savior and it might even reach into their homes, Lord, to mom and dad. So we pray for that, dear Lord. And, and uh, we just thank you again for meeting with us tonight. We pray for our church. Lord, help us, Lord, in the coming days as we, uh, we have deacon uh, nomination and election coming up, Lord, uh, even on Sunday. We pray for that. And, and then, Lord, as we, uh, as we uh, move towards a search committee, a pulpit committee, and uh, we just pray for that process, Lord. And I pray that this time of transition, Lord, here at Liberty First, will be a time of unity and a, a time of encouragement and a time of commitment. And, Lord, that you will be glorified and that this church will rally around each other. And, and Lord, that you will work and, and uh, good things will take place. We pray for a good interim pastor, God, that you will lay uh, on his heart as well as the search committee, Lord, as an interim pastor uh, will come and, and do a great work of healing and encouragement and ministering your word uh, to uh, this wonderful church family, Lord, we pray. And, um, and then, Lord, for your man, whoever it is, God, and I know that probably right now he's somewhere at some church somewhere uh, teaching or, or, or preaching or, or ministering the word. And so I, I pray for him, God, that you'll impress upon him like you impressed upon my heart, Lord, back in January. God, that you would move and work and lead. And, and as uh, Larry prayed this morning in our men's prayer group, Lord, that God, that you'll send the, the man, Lord, that will come and that will minister faithfully your word. God, that uh, you will use him, Lord, for, for your glory. And, and I just look forward to hearing great things, Lord, in the days ahead. And so we pray for First Baptist. And I pray that this church will be a lighthouse in this community. And God, that, that lives will be changed. And Lord, that people will grow ever closer to you and closer to each other. We just thank you, Lord, of Jesus, in your wonderful name. Amen. God bless. Thank you for being here tonight and hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Looking forward to Sunday. We'll be back in Ephesians chapter 4 on Sunday.